Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Masters of E-Commerce Entrepreneurs. I am joined today with uh, Pamela Wagner, the amazing person. I mean, I don't even know where to start with her. Uh, she's got a, uh, a list that goes down my arm of things that she's done. I mean, she's an ex-Googler. Uh, she's a paid uh, ad expert, uh, analytics expert. She's helped more than 2,000, I mean 2,000 <laughs> advertisers grow their business, which is like, I can't even think about that. Um, she was on the list of uh, Forbes 30 under 30. Uh, she's traveled to more countries than I don't know, I'll never get to. <laughs> um, she just got back from Atlanta, which is awesome. Uh, and she, she made it to our thing. She's been featured on ABC uh, News, Mashables, many other types of things. And she, not only does she speaks, speaks if I could do that, seven languages. I can only speak one, really. And, uh, and she actually chops wood with her bare hands. <laughs> Just kidding. I threw that in. But <laughs> Still to get there, but thanks for that input. <laughs> yeah. So fill us in, uh, Pamela, on anything that I have missed. And, uh, and then we're going to cover today um, goal setting with uh, Google Analytics and then remarketing, because I think it's a big topic that people just don't even know what's going on. So fill us in with anything I missed and, uh, and then we can go and dive into our uh, subject. Sure. So I've been running my own company since soon three years now, and we focus exclusively on paid ads or PPC. There is a couple of names for that, mostly on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Google. Google, of course, is the majority of it. And then also Amazon. So it's really niche. There is no like homepage management or anything else. And we've been doing that for companies literally from Hawaii to Australia and have set up com um, campaigns in more than 10 languages. Wow. So it, it's been quite a, quite a whirlwind journey, one that, that I absolutely love. And um, in terms of the clients that we usually work with, it's, it's really not too much of like company specifics or how many people work in a budget. It's more like it has to be a good fit. So it would never be a company like a tobacco company or an alcohol company. So it has to be a company that does something good that makes people's lives better. Right. Um, and uh, there has to be some sort of knowledge of digital marketing. So they can't be in the really be ever in the very beginning of it. Right. Um, <laughs> so like a lot of times I, I would also get advertisers that have done Google ads before, but are just disappointed. Like I don't know where my money is going. I've just been wasting my money in the past months. I have no idea where my conversions are going. Right. Into goal setting. Right. Um, <laughs> and they don't even know how to use Google ads because it's such a complex platform, you know? Yeah. So it's really mm -hmm. difficult as an outsider to know it very well. And so that's really where the expertise comes in from us. Yeah, for sure. It does take a long time to master, um, you know, from display ads to uh, regular PPC ads. It's, it's, it's a big thing. And especially I think people with low budgets or don't understand what it takes to get something going. I mean, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's always a challenge, especially with uh, people who are, have not started or been in, in the digital space. So that's, that's a, that's a good, that's a good threshold level to be at, I think, <laughs> in where you're at. So on that. So um, awesome. So let's go, let's dive into Google Analytics uh, in terms of goal setting. And then let's talk about like how that is, is really important for them to do the remarketing side of things and what, you know, the steps go to that, what you should look for, um, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. And we can just dive into there and I'll probably have more questions to ask as, as we go through these things. Sure. So I think important to mention at first is that 
goals are called goals in analytics and in Google ads, it's called conversions. So whenever we talk about goals, it's conversions and adverts, but we mean, we mean exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Now, why you want to set them up by dealing Google analytics and not in Google ads is because if you set them up in Google ads, you only measure the conversions that are coming through your ads. Right. But if you set them up in analytics, you actually also get all the conversions that are fulfilled from organic traffic, social traffic, email, you name it, everything pretty much. So by setting it up in Google Analytics, you can get a much more holistic view of where is your money going, right. where is your money coming from, and how do you want to distribute it and how this affects pretty much the overall homepage data and right. business performance, you know? Sure. Sure. So in terms of that, like, so as people are going through there and they're, you know, uh, they've got their, when you're setting up what your goal is in analytics, I mean, you know, how do you, like, how many goals should one set up? What types of pages should you be like, you know, targeting, you know, on that type of, on that type of side of things? So in general, for each um, Google Analytics view, you have 20 goals available. So depending on the size of the website, you probably really want to think about which, what do you want to track? So in e-commerce, what's probably interesting, or how I usually split it up, is the product page view, um, putting products into a cart, getting to the checkout, and then the order confirmation page. If you have any other page in between those four, then you definitely want to add that too because right. then it really gives you a good overview of where do people drop off, how many drop off, and what's your conversion rate from each step to the other. Right. So in the visualization, you, so if you are seeing a drop off from the, say, homepage to the cart, you know, what would that kind of tell you in terms of issues with your, um, your site? So, I mean, first of all, it's normal that people drop off. So, like, mm -hmm. I, I would say to people, like, don't worry if it's not 100%. Mm -hmm. In this case, you're 100% with everybody else because <laughs> nobody gets 100%, you know? Right. So, there are some industry averages where I would suggest to just Google it. So, right. just Google, like, e-commerce conversion rates or drop-off rates from card to checkout whatsoever. Um, if you realize that, let's say, 100 people put a product in the card, but you only have one person that gets to the checkout uh, that actually gets to order a product, then you want to change what's wrong. You want to have a look at what's wrong along the process. Right. For example, if they drop out on a checkout process, are there any payment options that are not working or where do the, the requests come from? And is your payment option actually available? There is your shipping option available. There is there any bug? So it always helps to test the whole checkout process from time to time. And, let this be done by somebody who's not familiar with your business because you want to simulate the whole process as if it was an actual client. Right, right, you know? right, right. So in terms of that, so if you have, so if you're a store and that you have like multiple different categories, does one goal work or do you set it up for the different categories to see where things are going or are you just kind of like the visualization on that side of things? Yeah, so the, the process, what do you choose here, the type of goal that you choose here is the destination. So you would put in the URL of the page that people get to. So for example, for the order confirmation page, that could be um, example.com slash thank you. Right. So you would enter the slash thank you, and then usually it's like slash checkout for checkout, slash card for card, and so on. 
Right. Now, the thing is, there are certain shop systems, for example, Shopify, right. where you get a URL with a whole bunch of numbers. Right. After. Right. And then it gets a little bit difficult to track it because the number comes before the checkout. Mm. What you can do in this case is what my clients at least have done is they contacted Shopify and then with their help, they can actually change it to have this um, standard URL pretty much. Okay. That's, okay. that's the easiest way to go about it. There's other ways to work with um, uh, changing URLs, but it's better to just contact the, the parties, the third party system you're working with and okay. just and having, yeah. Yeah, because I know that there's a lot of things with like Shopify and things like that that become like a little wonky when you're, when you're trying to get your analytics because they throw in all those numbers at the end rather than just a, a regular page type thing. So like if you are, so if you have a site that does dynamic URL kind of generation, how do you track that with your goal, goal setting? <laughs> Is that like just a real pain? And like... um, let me tell you as much as much easier if you just standardize the URL. Standardize the URL. Yeah. Go for the standardization, um, at least in the beginning, mm -hmm. that you get the first um, trackings and numbers in. And once you, you've had your analytics run for one to two months and everything is running correctly, so really like cross-check that what you see in analytics also reflects your backend. Right. Um, once everything is running correctly and you want to get into a more sophisticated way of measuring like right. um, you want to maybe measure it. You maybe you want to see if that person had already made a purchase before. Is it's a returning customer, or um, maybe you're connecting the order confirmation page to like an email funnel. So like right. everybody who's just ordered something is going to be pushed into a certain email funnel. Right. So once the the marketing gets more sophisticated behind that, it's important to look at the different platforms that you use and how you can best best connect them together. Sure. So it's a really advanced topic that um, I usually look at the other platforms that are being used and then we see whatever is best. Right, right, right. And then in terms of like numbers, like when you should really start to be kind of concerned or optimizing, like is like if you're a new site or some site, like what is that threshold of like uh, transactions or numbers that you should start to really start to see and then start to tweak your landing page or your checkout page or things like that yeah so a usual or, or uh, an average conversion rate of an online store is two to three percent so out of every hundred people that um get to the page you want to have ideally two to three converting right um now to get there that's a different story so right. that's why it's important that when you set up the goals that you first give it a little bit of time like it always give it at least a week or two to get enough data and to see if it's actually working mm -hmm. because there's, there's different attribution timeframes. So okay. it's like, let's say the customer gets to your website on Monday, but he only um, purchases the item on Wednesday. If you look up on, if you check it on Tuesday, you're like, Oh, they haven't bought anything. But right. if you check it on Thursday, you're going to see that they have bought something. So always like give it a good time frame. Sure. Sure. Um, in terms of abandonment statistics, um, there's really, there's a couple of them. On average, what one sees is like a 70% abandonment rate. So okay. anything that's lower than that is good. Right. And 
I've seen really good functioning e-commerce stores with like 10% conversion rates or more. Mm -hmm. But like the thing is, there's so much more to it than just like Google ads or Facebook ads. It's how are you capturing the users when they drop off? Like, do you capture their email? Do you then send them a reminder that, hey, you left something in your cart or, hey, here is a voucher. Like, how do you bring them back to your website? And so that's what it is. Remarketing gets used. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I have one thing I wanted to ask you about Amazon, but I also want to like uh, talk about going into this remarketing piece because that's like you spent the money to get them there, right? Uh, however, you did it, either through a remarketing kind of, well, not a remarketing, but some sort of content that you did, or you did a paid search uh, to get them over there, right? Um, and so you want to like kind of not waste that money and capture that back in some way, but. Um, I do want to touch on because you do this stuff with Amazon. How did you, are you running search? I mean, how do you track how successful if you're running a paid organization, an ad in your analytics to know if people have bought through Amazon? Cause it's like, you can't put a pixel onto uh, Amazon. So how, how do you even do that magic? Yeah. So it's still, it's still very early in its shoes. Um, and that despite the fact that Amazon has made, I think a billion dollars in ad revenues in, in Q1 of this year. And even we are still in the very beginning of it. So like we're just testing a lot around it now. And so what you do is you just use the platform itself, Amazon to measure all your data, your statistics. Mm-hmm. So um, I honestly, I think at one point there has to be a, a connection with analytics because right. it's, Google is just one of, of the biggest probably right, right, measurement right. system out there and it's for free and it's really good. Right. So I think it's just a matter of time. Time before they allow. Yeah. 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 Cause I know that that whole like search platform that they've been building has just become a jug- juggernaut for them to just make a ton of cash. Cause like, you know, the, the gone are the days where you could just put a product up on Amazon and sell it right now. It's all about paid search. You know, you got to do some promotions, you got to get reviews. They cut off the reviews. I mean, it's just like, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's, it's like a real dogfight in that thing for, you know, that certain user. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I played in that game before and I just like, I'm done. It's like the competitors just like going after you shutting you down i mean it's not you know it's it is a a whole different beast and that's not what we're talking about but i mean your clients must be like uh, yeah i mean there's there's actually one way to to see it in analytics because so what do you have in analytics is the referrals so on the channels mm, where you see where your traffic comes from and then on the referrals would be shown amazon amazon as a referral traffic that that purchased and something but that's only if people purchase the product on your website Right, <clears throat> right, they right. Purchase the product on Amazon. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you're kind of there. So how? Okay. So let's let's get into that remarketing side of things, right? So now that you've sort of tracked them, you've got them coming in. Um, how how does one? How's the best to remarket to those to those people? Yeah. So we have to consider that on average, ninety-seven percent of the users that get to your homepage are not going to take an action the first visit. Right. So the question is like do you want to lose out on 97% of potential revenue? Right. Um, or w- imagine what he could do if you would just capture like three more percent, right. you know, w- right. w- what that would do. And so there are really a whole bunch of different ways. And especially in Google, you can remarket through every campaign. Yes. So you can create a search remarketing campaign. You can create a display remarketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Whereas the display remarketing campaign is the one that usually people refer to. 
Right. Um, you can do a YouTube app and also shopping, free marketing. So shopping, there's a new type of smart campaigns that you can apply and, and oh, wow. that's okay. free marketing. Yeah, it's super new still and it's crazy how fast it changes. Right. So what I would usually do, here it's the same as with goals. I would set up the remarketing audiences in analytics and you find that when you go to the admin view and then in the property column, you scroll down a bit and then you have audience definitions and you click on audiences. Okay. And then like on a plus new audience and then you just get guided through the process. And that way, again, you can remarket to everybody who got to your website and not just the users who came through an ad. Mm, okay. So, and then you can, again, create different audiences just like with the goal. So you can say... I want to create a remarketing audience list of everybody who got to the cart, but okay. did not complete a purchase. Mm, okay. What exactly we want to avoid is these kind of type of annoying ads where I just bought a flight to Tokyo and then the next days I keep seeing ads of flights right. to Tokyo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, like companies, you don't know how much money you're wasting because this little setting of excluding an audience is missing. Right. Right. So that's like, Super crucial. And um, in terms of the, the type of remarketing campaign that you want to do, yeah. I usually prefer the search campaign okay. or the, the dynamic remarketing campaign for shopping ads. Okay. Um, it relates to shopping ads because a search campaign, you only, your ad is only shown to people that type in terms that are the keywords that you put in, but you leave them a broad match. Right that already happened to your homepage. So like mm. when they look again for something that mm -hmm. is kind of like your product, you're right. really close to a purchase. Right, right, right. So right. it's so much more efficient than the display campaign because it's just these images. And right, it's nice right. for branding, but you're going to see the conversion rates are going to be much higher with uh, search marketing and with display. Remarketing. Okay. So, so on that, so basically, so, so on, the way it would work is that um, you don't have to run a Google AdWord campaign. It's just you're remarketing to the people who have landed on these pages, right? Or uh, on your site and then you're remarketing to them? Or do you, are you in, in conjunction to the Google AdWords that you've run uh, prior to, to get them to, re, to do the remarketing to? I'm going to give you a little bit of a secret sauce of what I usually do. Okay. Um, so in general, you don't have to run any campaign for creating your remarketing audiences. Oh, Not okay. You can just create them pretty much now, what I actually recommend, because the remarketing audience needs to start collecting the data. Um, okay. And so for search campaigns... Search YouTube and Gmail, I think you need at least a thousand cookies, and then for display, you need a hundred users okay. on this list. Um, but usually with e commerce, I definitely do a shopping campaign because they have they tend to have better conversion rates than normal search campaign, mm -hmm. but I'd still have a search campaign and a display campaign set up for like branding purposes, purposes. okay, catching people in search, right. and then I have a separate search campaign for remarketing. From your market, okay. Where I okay. catch them, bring them back, and then of course I adjust the budgets accordingly to whatever brings me the most money. Right, 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 right. So um, in those remarketing campaigns that you do run for clients, I mean, what do you see from that like ninety-seven percent abandonment rate? I mean, where what are you seeing in terms of your expertise getting them to come back and complete a purchase? So 
Usually with remarketing campaigns, they get a five to 10 times higher return than with the normal campaigns. Wow. Okay. And the click-through rates are of course much higher because it's a much more targeted thing. Sure. Um, yeah. So it's, it's usually getting the traffic and then remarketing to it as soon as possible. Right. Okay. Okay. And is there a particular types of ads that you have to run? Like, is there like, you know, Hey, if you leave something in your cart kind of stuff when you're doing the remark, like what, what is that ad kind of copy that kind of draws those people back in? So yes, I'd like to adjust it to the kind of stage where I'm targeting them at. Right. And it's also ideal if there is some sort of email campaign in, in, in place that always helps because then okay. I can look at how, what's the language that you're using? Like, are you offering people a discount code or what's the language you're working with? And so is it more playful? Then of course it's, Hey, we'd love to have you back or right. um, anything we can help you with mm -hmm. um, any, any technical problem encountered. So pretty much the easier you make it for the user, because you have to assume they're super lazy, right. um, the, the better it is. Right. Right. For sure. For sure. And what about on the social side of things? Do you see like face, I mean, is Facebook a good way to drive traffic to your site and then use Google sort of to remarket, you know, and using it that way? Or, I mean, how do you find those social channels work for remarketing? So where I like Facebook the most is if you take an email list and remarket to that. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you can also take like website traffic and then remarket to that. Right. Um, normal Facebook product ads, I haven't really had the best experience with them. So mm -hmm. I usually don't try to stay a little bit away from them and only work with remarketing. Right, right, right. And of course, Instagram. So when you use Facebook, also make it Insta uh, use Instagram, make it separate ad sure. sets. So you see the performance. Right. Um, and Facebook is... The thing is, if we have normal campaigns on Facebook, we are catching the users in, in probably sometimes not even the stage of research, mm. but maybe not yet even knowing that they want a product. Right. Versus in Google search, I already know that they want the product because they're looking for me. Right, you know? right. So. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you know, that's the one thing about those types of things um, that, you know, they all say, well, you know, Facebook has got great targeting. You can get those very, you know, interest-based things. You can get down to really nitty-gritty, but you don't know if these people really have a need. It's more of a broadcast, right? And where with Google, you know, with AdWords, you kind of know like red shoe Nike, right? You know, that, that person really is looking for a red shoe Nike and they had that buyer intent, right? And that's where if you pop up for that longer trail keyword, um, you know, has a much thing. So, you know, two, I guess what, two or three, three words, I mean, probably is really good buyer intent, I would assume for, um, for if you're running Google AdWords type things. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, any product based, um, business should definitely highly look into Instagram and then also like, what are they doing with influencers? So definitely right. always do a bit more than just ads. Right, 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 right. And then, uh, and the same thing goes for the shopping display, the Google display uh, or the shopping feed type stuff. Have you seen good success in that as well with? Yeah. So the, the so shopping and display are two different um, campaigns. Good. So the shopping ads are shown usually next to the search results. So mm. the good thing is if you run a search campaign and a shopping campaign, then you have an even higher probability of your ads 
going to show up because either one of them will most probably show up. Right. Um, a display campaign, I really only use that for creating brand awareness. Um, of course, you can use it with like certain vouchers and so on, but most of the times display ads are just for creating awareness. That's awareness. it pretty much. So you can measure it. You can usually measure it by, by uh, how much more people are looking for your brand term. For example, that's an indicator of how effective uh, a display campaign is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for a search campaign, um, sorry, shopping campaign, that usually has, in about 90% of the cases, it has higher conversion rates than um, a search campaign because right. it's, it combines image and text in a very powerful way. Okay. So, yeah. Right, right, right. And then that all gets tracked out to your goals in, in analytics to see how well those remarketing campaigns go and everything else. And then you can kind of track and see. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, this has been really like amazing. Like there's <laughs> so much stuff I and mean, I can go deeper and deeper, but I know I, I value your time. So I don't want to like go too crazy here. Um, but I do want to ask you a couple other couple questions, kind of like easier ones. Like, so of your top, like what are your top three tools? If you were to talk to our users and ask them, you know, and say, Hey, these are my, what my go-to tools are. What are those for you? So for ads or, or measuring traffic? Yeah, for traffic, for, yeah, for, you know, yeah, exactly. Traffic and ads and things. So I like to keep it really to the basics. So Google Analytics for measuring because it's free and it really has a lot to offer. Right. And there are a lot of other measuring tools out there, which basically originated in people being very confused with Google Analytics and not knowing how to use it and trying to simplify it. Right. But what then happens is just collecting third-party data, and then it gets confusing, the data is missing, and so on. So I always recommend to really take a little bit more time maybe for Google Analytics to get it set up properly. Right. It's going to save you a whole bunch of money, and it's going to do the whole job Why for are you. you? <laughs> yes, you can do that too, of course. Um, and then just Google ads, um, Facebook, the platform directly. So I don't use any third party apps. I don't really like them. Mm -hmm. Um, what I've, there's several like keyword or competitor research sites like SEM rush and so on. Right. But I've had rather, um, interesting experiences with them where right. for example, I was just test searching and checking on my clients and was seeing what it said about my clients. Right. And it showed me that some were advertising with budgets <laughs> that were in like couples of thousands. Well, like right now everything was paused. <laughs> it shows you, you can track, it shows you like the right. time frame and everything. So, or then it showed me that some were not advertising. We were like, well, we were actually doing all the campaigns. Right, right, right. Right. So would you say like the, the Google keyword tool is, is a good tool for doing keywords and then Google trends would be two ways to, to use those? Yeah. Go well, with that and you're all covered. You're good. You're all covered really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As much as people don't like it, <laughs> you know, or they say that they think that data is not true, but I think you got to go with the source. Right. So yeah, because that. the things like, um, are there any, like go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, sorry. Just shortly because, um, what most people I think don't understand with like tools like SEMrush, those third party tools, the thing is they can't look into an advertiser account. Right. So they never have the real data. Everything to do is like a guesstimate. Mm, right. True. So, That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, are there like three top like books or websites or how you stay current? Like how do you stay current with like, you know, things? So there is um, thinkwithgoogle.com. Mm -hmm. That one's a good one. And then slash tools also gives you a ton of different tools to use by Google. 
Um, there is, because I'm a Google partner, I also get the Google partner newsletters and everything. Okay. Um, in terms of training, the um, Google has an AdWords channel on YouTube and also the Think with Google. I think they have two different ones, the Google ads and the Think with Google channel. Right. Um, could be the same ones. But they usually have very good training resources. And other okay. than that, like awesome. it, it literally well, happens to me that I'm in a training and like I'm training people and I see new stuff in the account. Right. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Cool. So let's see. So if people want to get in touch with you, uh, want to hire you for your services, uh, things like that, uh, where can they, what's the best place they can find you uh, um, and, get in, and get a hold of you? So the best place is probably the homepage. So that's um, www.ajaladigital.com. So that's A-J-A-L-A digital.com. We'll include that um, here. Yeah, simply like click on a contact button and shoot me a message um, or reach out on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, there's also a Facebook page. So if you click on a Facebook page and you, you message us, then you're also going to get a response. So. Yeah, Pema's very active and very responsive. So don't feel like if you put in your contact, you're never going to hear from her. But she's very, very responsive. That's uh, what's, what's great about, uh, you know, I reached out to her and we got together on this thing. So awesome. Well, I really do appreciate you coming on, giving your time. I know that it's a holiday where you're at, so you can probably relax, although nothing's open, you are saying. But uh, anyway, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat again. Yes, thanks, Andrew, so much for the call, and I hope the, the, information, and the, the information dropping was useful for everybody who's listening. It, it was great. Thanks. We'll see Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.